This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Just on, on injury and illness with uh, Elmar and Swayman, since you know we kind of touched on it, let's remember, like, yeah, Swayman missed practice on Sunday with an illness, so we know he was dealing with something. My assumption is that because he's been practicing in full and has been the backup for games, I'm assuming he he's healthy enough to play. Like if Allmark got injured on the first shot of the game, Swayman would be playing. So um, there's that. And then on Allmark, it's like, yeah, let's remember his last regular season game, he left injured. And as much as they say it's precautionary and, you know, not a big deal. And Allmark says he's feeling fine. I mean, something he was laboring. He, you know, was clearly slow to get up after stretching side to side and didn't then, you know, played a couple more minutes and then left the game, didn't return. So he, Allmark looked really, really good in game one. He said, like, didn't look like there were any effects. Brian, you highlighted, you know, that play where he, there's a little bit of laboring again. And it's like, okay, is that the same thing? Is it related? Is it something different? Like, we don't know, but, um, yeah, certainly if there's something injury-wise going on, then even more reason to to go with Swayman if he's healthy. You know, like Bridget said, maybe maybe he is still sick too. I just find that – I find it a little bit hard to believe that, like, if, you know, if he's too sick to be starting games, then to me he's too sick to be backing up in the playoffs because, like, what? If something happens to Elmark, you're going to go to a sick Jeremy Swayman who – shouldn't be playing like I, that doesn't seem like something that would be happening I I just really wish I knew what the bug was that was going through and like what the actual symptoms were and like the recovery and why it's ta- why it's just been so devastating so far seemingly um affected you know everyone from Pasternak to Swayman to Bergeron apparently at one point uh no sick didn't go to Montreal Lauco so this is a first of all the worst possible timing for something like this to go through the team and it seems to be pretty severe um in that it's taken guys longer to recover from and it's not been as easy to play through as just your normal everyday cold or flu or whatever um so uh, it that's what makes this difficult, and it's a bit of bad luck, you could say, for sure, because timing-wise, couldn't happen at a worse time. And then for Olmark and Bergeron to be dealing with these injuries at the same time this is going on with the illness, um, you know, things are starting to pile up, and uh, we knew some of that could happen. I don't think I would have guessed, like, illness like this, um, but – 
if your two goalies are both 80% and they've been for the most part, both able to go at a hundred percent and two of the best goalies in the league for most of the season. Now you are dealing with something that you didn't deal with in the regular season. So they're dealing with a few things that they, you know, that, that these are new challenges uh, that they're going to have to get through. I want to talk, I just because I posed a question, but didn't get to answer it um, about Grizzlick um, and coming back in for forward. I agree. I want to see him out there. I liked before Forbert was in there and we had had this conversation as well. You get to split up Orlov and McAvoy. And then you also have one of your, you know, a, a really solid defenseman on each of your three pairs. And if you put Grizzly back in there with McAvoy, you move Orlov down to the third pair and you keep Lindholm Carlo together. Um, it's a different look on the breakout. Like you mentioned, him and McAvoy have been a good pair the whole year. I don't see any reason why not to go for that for the five on five benefit that it would have. Um, yeah. At the very end of the game, when things were getting out of hand forward to try to fight someone and, uh, um, you know, tried to add a little bit of energy or maybe was just purely frustrated. Um, that's the one thing he brings that Grizzly really does not. Um, but I think it's time to try it for a game. I don't think anybody should be offended that um, something dictate like matchups and situations dictate Grizzly to be in over forward or forward over Grizzly. Um, so I'm ready to see Grizzly go in there. Um, I, I really don't know what to expect for this game in Florida, though, in terms of like their response. They've had good responses after losses. They have, like, they don't tend to have losing streaks, really. Um, so it'll be interesting to see just the kind of energy that they bring when they get to Florida. Well, I think the game two heated up. So I'm sure you'll see both teams bring in the energy, and I think you'll start to see a little bit of that, that piss and vinegar from both sides. I think Florida's an emotional team. They don't get the credit they deserve because they're down in Florida, but they've had some pretty good run-ins with Tampa the last couple of years, regular season, postseason, where things have gotten pretty heated with them. So Florida's not going to back down from the Bruins. They have the guys that can that'll stand up for themselves and their teammates. You've seen it already in this series. But just uh, w- one player I wanted to bring up is Hampus Lindholm. Uh, I I don't know how he seems in person, but for me. He is a very, very, very intelligent hockey player, and he has some of the best instincts on the ice. And when he trusts his instincts and just plays the game that as he sees it in front of him, he is an elite defenseman in this league. But I feel that he has been playing way too methodical so far in this series, and he's been trying to play too perfect and make the perfect play and the perfect read and it's slowing down his decision making because he's overthinking a little bit and when he's when he's at his best he's just going he's just dictating play and and taking the ice in front of him and he just seems to be he's pulling up on regroups he's not being very decisive when when the panthers dump the puck in he's he's like just taking a little bit, an extra second or two to make that decision if he wants to go to his partner or go up the boards he's and he's just not himself. And and Hampus Lindholm is not the most physical guy at all. And I'm wondering if the 
intensity of, of, of playoff hockey, considering the fact that while he does have experience in Anaheim going on some deep runs, you're talking six, seven years ago now at this point. And last year, it was a quick stint for Boston. He missed a couple of games from injury after the Andreas Svechnikov hit that knocked him out. So I'm just wondering, do you feel like Lindholm's game is taking a little bit of time to acclimate to the playoff caliber of our style of play right now that he's that's being asked of him. Um, I mean, I just kind of thinking about it, honestly, like I, I feel like he might be the, the defenseman I've been least worried about so far this series. Like I, I do think he could probably take more chances and, and activate more, be a little bit more involved offensively, but you know, so maybe methodical or like safe was the word that came to mind. But defensively, like, I, he's not one who's been, like, sticking out in terms of making mistakes or, you know, anything like that. He's on the ice for the for the goal against tonight, but that comes after a Carlo turnover. Like, I, I think for the most part, he's still been pretty solid. I think that pair, that pairing hasn't given up a ton other than that Carlo turnover. Um, so, yeah, Lindholm hadn't really crossed my mind as, like, a, a huge negative, certainly not more than uh more than other guys. There's plenty I would put in that list ahead of him, but yeah, he, uh, you know, I, I mentioned like we would touch on them, not the Bruins offensively, not creating enough high danger chances, which was definitely a problem in game two. And I think part of that is I do feel like defensemen in general haven't been as involved as we've seen Orlov was in game one, but uh Lindholm, we haven't seen as much, you know, getting deep in the offensive zone, moving around, being involved. And I would say the same thing about McAvoy, who McAvoy, I think, had not had a great series. Or game one, I thought McAvoy was really solid. Game two was a tough game for him. Um, he had the one bad turnover. He's tied up with Barkov in front, screening Lindholm on another goal. And I didn't think he was nearly as active um in game two so that's part of it like obviously you know forwards need to be doing more work but i do think the the big defensemen your mcavoy lindholm even orlov like you do want to see them involved offensively more and helping to create some of those chances and it's another area where grizzly could help like we know grizzly doesn't put up a lot of points but he can be active and help create offensively um so yeah, that was that's a I guess long winded take on Lindholm, which is like I'm not sorry, but I do think he can probably be doing more. Yeah, I just kind of meant like and and yeah, you answered it uh perfect, Scott. Like I I I I, I don't know I don't know if I came across like I, I thought he was playing poorly. I guess what I was more so saying was I just feel like he's he's come to Boston and he, and he's been such a horse and such a such a driver of offense and such a such a fantastic player that that good simply good or steady isn't good enough for him because he has more potential and and, and more capabilities than than next guy so i like when we when they when they brought him in and then when they got orloff this year it was just, the conversation was like man look at boston they 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 boast two and a half number one defensemen with Charlie McAvoy and then Hampus Lindholm and then Dmitry Orlov. So I guess what I'm saying is like, 
at some point here in the playoffs, they're going to have to be those guys on the, on, on the, on the score sheet as well. Not just the good, the good stick, stick play here. And, and that, that's all great. You need to do that. I'm just saying more is expected of, of him. And, and you're right. Like I, I McAvoy, if we're, if we're talking apples to apples, maybe I should have posed the question about McAvoy instead of Lindholm. Cause maybe that wasn't fair, but I maybe, and maybe I just picked on Lindholm cause I noticed a few plays tonight where he just seemed like not himself and he got caved in a few times on a four check, but uh, certainly a lot is expected of him and McAvoy and, and even Orlov. And if they want this team to be, to put them over the top, they're going to have to be what they are in the regular season in the postseason. So I don't know if you had any thoughts on, on Lindholm Bridget or anything else from the game. No, I just like, as you guys were talking about that, trying to think of anything else, like just maybe that's not just speculation. Cause I feel like, um, you know, if you guys were to guess would they have another game like that in them, I just don't see it happening a, a second time as bad as it, as it was, hopefully, um, game two was bad enough that it was a wake up call. Um, and that they come out and respond very well in, uh, in Friday's game in Florida. Um, because there's still the question marks about Bergeron, you know, it, it makes it hard to say exactly what game three is going to look like. Um, same as the first two games. And we, you know, we find out that it was not the illness and that it was injury and it's just, it was gamesmanship a little bit, I assume the, um, for game one, but we still don't really know where he is. And reading between the lines a little bit from Montgomery's press conference this morning was he said, Oh, somebody asked him who makes the decision. Is it you? Is it the trainers like Bergeron? And he said, it's everybody, but nobody thought he was ready to play today. So that makes me think he wasn't just like a game time decision. Like they meant they like they said he was for game one. If he wasn't a game time decision for game two, there's no way he really was truly for game one. And if no one agrees that he's ready to go back out there, then it's not like, I don't know how close he is necessarily. So um, that'd be a, a, a big blow. I mean, it'd be a big boost to get him back for sure. Especially in a game that you, especially after a game that you lose the way you lost when you're kind of out of form and out of character, you get your best character guy back on the ice with you. That could be pretty big, but just, um, you know, that, that could be a key factor in them getting back on track. Certainly. So, yeah, I mean, having him back would be massive. I mean, for me, it's like this, this game tonight was a massive missed opportunity. Uh, You win this game. Let's let's be honest. Florida's not winning four out of the next five to beat this Boston Bruins team. Instead, it's a one-one series going back to Florida. And 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 the sad reality is, the Bruins could play phenomenal in Game Three. They could play a full sixty minutes of hockey. They could play a full eighty if it takes overtime. And it could take a bad bounce or a goalie standing on their head or or a bad call, and they can end up losing the game. So it, it's just you have to. You're not. You're not gonna. God bless. God bless you, Scott. You're not gonna. You're, I actually unmutes his mic to sneeze. I know. Well, yeah. Well, I was starting to talk, and then the sneeze came. But um, like, so I. I yeah. But I actually disagree with that. It's like that's where I still think if the Which Bruins part? play, if the Bruins play their best or close to it, 
I still think they win. Like I, I don't, I don't see the Panthers beating them. If well, his sneeze yeah, also. I mean, sure, but... you. Scott, you, you Scott, you've watched the game long enough. You've seen teams dominate a game and somehow they they find a way to lose. Not, I'm not, I'm not saying it's like a as an insult to Boston. Like, like just things happen, you know. Yeah, but I, I like I'll definitely take take my if the Bruins bring their A or A minus game, which we haven't seen yet. Even game one, they no. didn't bring that and they still won. So um, if they bring their A or A minus game, like I'm not worried. It, what worries me is that you know we're now going on to game three of the series and we haven't seen it yet. So yeah, um, they they do have to find it. But if they play the way they're capable of, then I. They're going to win the series. Like, I'm not worried about that. To me, it's can they get there and Bergeron back to get there, um, you know, because we, as, as we've said, like now, now that we know it's an injury, it's okay. What is the injury and how severe is it? And, you know, how close is he really? And is he going to be, you know, 85% when he comes back or is he going to be 60%? Like we, now the like decisions because in illness, like you can say, okay, well, you recover from an illness, you get your strength back, and you're good to go. In injury, now we have to deal with like, is it gonna linger and, and all that stuff. So and how long do you um, need to rehab? And like, is there certain things like you have to certain progressions you have to make? Um yeah, and he hasn't been on the ninth floor, from what I can tell. Like I saw Greer up there today, but I didn't see Bergeron, and I don't think he's been watching the games from up there. Um, he might be watching them from like in the room, but yeah, I didn't see him up on the ninth floor at any point in the first two games. Um, I'm sure he, it's killing him. Um, yeah. it's probably, you know, a terrible feeling for him. Um, and I'm pretty sure he speaks to the guys in between every period, but, um, totally different when you, you know, you're sitting there and watching your team with, you know, with your suit on rather than than being able to be with them so yeah it's it's a huge factor um but do they have the depth that they need to overcome it i think they do like i you saw it in game one they were able to still take that game and zaka has filled in fine on the first line i don't see anything wrong with zaka's play but the way that the ripple through the lineup would be if you got bergeron back it would strengthen the lineup because you get the check line back together, able to move Bertuzzi back a line, you know, it would give you more options, more flexibility to try to counter whatever moves Florida might make matchup wise. Yeah. Scott, I, I think, I think you said it best. Uh, so we'll have to keep an eye on, on that point, Bridget, if Bergeron comes back for game three, I think you said it best, Scott. I, I, I agree with you. I think, if the Bruins bring their A game, I, I, I made the comment, anything can happen. Right. Which is true. But yes, I'm, if they, if they bring their A game, I'm very, very confident that that game will lead to, to, uh, to wins. Um, the good news is nobody on this, on this panel here thought that they were going to go 16 to 0 and route to a Stanley cup, hopefully. So, you know, Perhaps it's better to get to get this slap in the face and this 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 bucket of cold water dumped on him right now, uh, and and really truly wake him up because nothing nothing will get a team playing the way they need to play like the fear of elimination and realizing that oh wow wow Boston 
had 65 wins this year and we had 135 points and Florida had 40 something wins and 92 points. But guess what? Two games into a series and both teams are three games away from going home. So it's, it's a very sobering and humbling uh, loss for the Bruins tonight. And hopefully they can, that can energize them and play some responsible hockey on Friday night. So um, if you have, if either of you have closing thoughts, now's the time. I don't want you guys to be up until 7 a.m. doing this episode. So I'll, I'll throw it to you guys real quick. No, I think I'm good. We, we, you know, we'll see. We might find out on Thursday. Montgomery has a press. There's no practice, but the Montgomery has a press conference at 11 a.m. Um, maybe he gives us an answer as to whether we're traveling or not. So we'll see. But that that'll be the first chance we get to, you know, potentially get uh, an update on Bergeron. Because if he travels, then you would have to assume that means they think there's at least a chance he's going to be available. He's going to travel. He's, he's going to One of three or four. I don't Why see, would he I travel mean, if I, they know he's not going to play, though? It's part of this game. And also it's part of him being an emotional leader. So he's going to travel. He's going to go. He's going to be there as a leader. Even if he's not playing, I think he's going to travel. So I don't know if we're going to learn anything from that. I mean, we might learn something from what well, Montgomery says, but I, I feel like he'll travel either way. I mean, it, it depends. Like, like it, everyone's only speculating on what it is that he's dealing with. But like one of the things that's come up is back. Well, what's not good for a back sitting on a flight for five hours? So, it, like, you know what I mean? Like, if something like that, or people speculate about concussion, like you're not supposed to fly with a concussion. So, I'm just saying, like, if it was something like that, where they okay, they know he's not going to play, or they at least know he's not going to play game three. Um, you know, he could potentially not travel because getting on a plane would not be the best thing for whatever he's dealing with. So, but that's just speculation. We don't know what it is. So. Okay. Well, here's some, here's some further speculation. I think the podcast is about to wrap up. So if either of you have anything else to say, I think now is a good chance to probably sign off. And uh, just to recap. So the Bruins fall to the Panthers, six to three series tied one, one. Heading back to Sunrise, Florida, Friday night. Thank you all for listening. We will talk to you very soon. 